Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to The Moments in Between, a podcast about growing up and finding joy in the small things, big things, and absolutely everything in between. Basically, we'll discuss everything and anything. I'm Emily, your host, and I'm glad to have you here. Okay, so if you know me, you might be wondering why I'm starting a podcast. I love listening to podcasts, especially those of personal reflection. But I think the main reason why I finally decided to start one is because I think talking to myself is low-key very therapeutic. It helps me clear up my mind and organize my thoughts and just relax. But also, it's probably because I'm too lazy to get out a paper and pencil to journal and recording myself talking is easier. (laughs) I want to give a huge thank you to my friends who are always supporting me and just kept on telling me to just start a podcast. Like, go achieve your dreams and honestly i'm just very thankful for you and if you're here i just want to say i appreciate you and love you very much so thank you today for our first episode i thought i'd just introduce myself a little since most of you probably know me but don't know me that well or even if you're really close i was actually talking with my friend the other day and she mentioned how everyone knows you but they only know parts of you so you're different with every person in your life and so no one fully knows me. Um, even I don't fully understand myself. Um, only God knows me fully, I think. Um, anyways, I think it'd be kind of fun to share a deeper side of myself and maybe a side that I don't share with everyone on my podcast. And hopefully you get to know me a little better and um, we can just spark discussions through these episodes. Um, it's really just for fun. I think making a podcast is super fun. I'm not trying to turn this into like a career or anything. I thought instead of just sharing a few random facts about me, I thought it would be interesting to share the 18 lessons that I've compiled, um, that I've learned about self-development, the people around me, and the impact I have on the world before I turned 18. I actually shared a list of these lessons the night before my 18th birthday on my personal Instagram, Um, but I wanted to share a little bit more about the stories behind these realizations and epiphanies. I turned 18 almost exactly a month ago, wow time flies, and I honestly had really mixed feelings about becoming an adult. Um, I actually went through a little bit of an identity crisis that I'll talk about a little more further into the episode, so definitely stay tuned for that because it is kind of sad, kind of deep, um, but ultimately um, a very important realization that I've come to. Ultimately, it was a really important step in my journey of becoming an adult i feel like that i really want to share with you in case you're younger or you're older and maybe you went through these or you will go through this identity crisis um i just want to give a little bit of advice maybe that can help you whenever you are struggling with your identity okay so without further ado because i know i tend to ramble a little bit here are the 18 greatest life lessons i've learned before turning 18 that i wish i could go back and tell my younger self because I definitely could have avoided a lot of my struggles. But then again, without these struggles, I wouldn't have learned these valuable lessons. Um, So yeah, I guess, I don't know, we struggle for a reason. Life is hard. Um, And as I share my insights, just please keep in mind that I'm still learning and trying to improve myself. I am nowhere near perfect. I don't know why everyone thinks that everyone else has their life together but i can tell you no one is perfect and we are all struggling with our own struggles the first lesson is never judge a book by its cover and of course by book i mean never judge a person by how they look um i personally love people watching like not in a creepy way it sounds kind of creepy 
but I love learning about the stories behind a person's actions through observing things like their body language and speech. It's actually so incredible how much you can learn. I remember I actually wrote my college essay about this, well, part of it. I mentioned how I was at a cafe one afternoon during the summer and I was watching this elderly couple and just the way they were showing love, like the man got up and pulled out the woman's seat for her before she sat down and it was just really respectful and the way they were looking at each other and like holding hands, just like the smallest things, I feel like it showed a lot of their history and they must have been really in love. Maybe it was young love, obviously. I don't know the whole story, but even talking to strangers in my retail job, I've learned a ton about other people's lives and honestly just has given me a lot of insight into what other people are going through in general. Another example is I used to work in retail and it always used to boggle my mind when a customer would walk up to the counter and they would look so intimidating, but then they would actually be so sweet and literally make my day and like compliment me and honestly that just goes to show how little our judgments are true like our judgments about people are not accurate based on how they look and obviously we all have biases but it's important that we take these biases with a grain of salt like it literally should not impact how we view other people and how we treat other people ultimately it's good to realize that we are not perfect and people can really take you by surprise i think that's one of the most beautiful things about life and people in general anyways that's number one number two is that good will always bring about more good i do believe that karma exists to some degree but even if you don't necessarily receive what you wished for I'm pretty sure it's scientifically proven that people who do nice things will feel more content and grateful for the things they do have, which will ultimately make you a happier person. And I'm trying to not only not be a bad person, but I'm actually trying to actively do good. And I think there's a very big difference between being a good person and like going out of your way and being a very nice person. So that's something that I'm trying to do more often, but it's pretty hard. Um, I will say it takes a lot of willpower and motivation and strength. The third lesson is it's okay to find the silly in the serious sometimes. When I was younger, depending on who you ask, I was a crazy energetic child. I would let my creative mind run wild and it was always getting me in trouble. I mean, it was a good thing, I guess. I was pretty good at art. I loved drama, that kind of thing. But yeah, definitely was probably i was a very annoying kid and very weird um <laughs> i mean i would perform songs and dance routines to my family all the time and there was even a part of my childhood where me and my friends wanted to create a tv show and i wanted to play a pet worm yes you heard that correctly i wanted to play a worm like what I was such a weird child, but my friends and I all wanted to be movie stars when we grew up, and that was just part of the show, I guess, but like definitely creative. I will give my younger self that. I was definitely creative. <laughs> um, I was definitely a weird and annoying kid, but looking back, I'm glad I didn't care about what other people thought about me because I think that I had a really free childhood, and um, I'll get into it a little more later, but as I grew up, I wanted to be more of a role model for my younger sibling and her friends. Um, I am the oldest child in my family, and that comes with a lot of responsibilities, but I didn't realize that I could also make bad jokes and be the crazy kid that I was while being mature at the same time. It was around middle school where I really valued what other people thought about me, and I think I lost part of my previously loud and obnoxious self during that process. I definitely 
became a little more introverted over the course of middle school just because of different things that I'll talk about later. As I said, these lessons stem from personal experiences, so I think it's really interesting for me to look back on my history and reflect on what makes me the person I am today, and honestly, I guess while this seems kind of like a rant, um, it also helps me clear my mind. Okay, back to the lesson. I'm still trying to be more childish and relaxed while I'm with my friends more often because I think I've kind of conditioned myself to be like this shy and quiet kid, especially during classes. It's really obvious I never raise my hand. Um, I mean, I'm still growing and that's totally fine. I've learned that there's a time and place for being calm and patient, but there's also a time where being outspoken and an advocate is a good thing. If anything, I'm a better role model to my sister when I'm not afraid to make a joke, even if it's a bad one. <laughs> I swear I have the dumbest sense of humor, like literally anything will make me laugh, and my sister always sends me these memes um, because she's like the funny one in the family, and they make me crack up. But overall, it's so important to accept and be yourself in order to be truly independent and enjoy the process of growing up. The lesson, it's okay to find the silly and the serious sometimes, also can relate to like testing and academics so i actually also took this into heart while i was studying for the sat which is a struggle i literally hated studying for the sat so much but i knew that i had to do it for college and i'm so glad that now they're kind of taking away standardized testing a little more and being more lenient with it i had to study for it and suffer through the pain but it did make me a better person because i did learn this that if i can force myself to read the text in the reading section and force myself to enjoy it then i will find joy in taking the test and then i won't struggle to take the test and then i will hopefully get a better score and then go to a better college so it's all related um but even while being serious and knowing that i had to study for the sats there were ways that i could make myself dread studying less um for example i made plans to study with friends or whenever whenever i wrote notes um for school, I made them all pretty with like highlighters and um, calligraphy and all that, but there are always ways to find silly in the serious, and I do believe that. Okay, four, do not wait for people to change, to do what you want to do, or to say, I love and appreciate you. I mean, I feel like these lessons are also self-explanatory, but I think they're really helpful reminders, so hopefully I'm providing some value with this podcast episode right now, um, but even if I'm not, that's fine because talking out loud is helping me to organize my thoughts and it's really allowing me to reflect on who I am today and what has brought me here, which I'm very grateful for. Anyways, there's a reason why YOLO was the saying in 2015 or whatever. <laughs> you only live once and you never know what tomorrow will bring. So don't wait to achieve your goals. Don't wait for next semester to get those good grades. Wow, I'm really calling myself, but... <laughs> You never know what tomorrow will bring, so don't wait to achieve your goals. You never know what tomorrow will bring, so don't wait to achieve your goals. Don't wait for next semester to get those good grades. Wow, I'm I'm really calling myself out here, but again, I'm still learning and I feel kind of hypocritical saying this, but again, it's a good reminder. Each day is a new day, a new opportunity to do the things that I love and hang out with the people I love. And why would I waste that time sitting around waiting for toxic people to come around? I need to let go of those expectations of what I'm supposed to be doing and start living the way I want to. We need to collectively as a society, hmm. 
we need to collectively, as a society, let go of the expectations of what you're quote-unquote supposed to be doing and start living our lives the way we want to. Let's go achieve our dreams. Okay, number five. My cat is now sitting, sleeping next to me, and I feel so blessed, so yes. But anyways, number five. Time is money. As you grow older, people say that time becomes more valuable, but the truth is it's always been valuable. All the times I spent scrolling through social media, watching TikToks, or procrastinating were so meaningless, and I can only imagine how much smarter I'd be now if I had used that time wisely. Education is such a gift that we all take for granted, but even if I wasn't studying for that time, I could have used it to go on a run or to even help others through volunteering. Guys, I could have had a six-pack right now if I used all that time I spent procrastinating to exercise. Like, regrets! <laughs> but they say that the best time to plant a tree was yesterday, but the next best time is now. So I definitely want to take that into consideration as I use my time more wisely um, going forward. Another example of this concept that time is money is that I wish I never quit learning Chinese. Now I'm trying to relearn a lot of it, but imagine if I started studying Chinese one or two years ago. I would have been that much better. There is a time to relax and to do work, but a lot of the times, instead of prioritizing self-care, we tend to self-indulge, which can lead us to feeling unfulfilled. Number six is that mental health is just as important as physical health. In middle school, I have to be honest, I was a little depressed. Like, I feel like everyone goes through a period in their life where they're really down and just unsure of themselves and for me this was middle school um depression was something that i struggled with by myself i actually didn't tell anyone even though looking back it would have been so helpful to have told someone even a friend um my family but um unfortunately i didn't there were a lot of factors that put me in a negative headspace for example i started noticing how i was perceived by others and it made me very insecure comparing myself to other girls I didn't have a lot of close friends at school and my close friends outside of school I only saw once or twice a week so that was also a big factor. I didn't have that many people that I could talk to. Um, I was also drifting apart from my family and obviously very insecure about myself and the way I looked. But overall, health is wealth. If you're not in the right mindset, you're not going to want to improve yourself and improve your physical health. Especially growing up in the Asian community, my parents and I didn't really talk about mental health. It just wasn't something that was discussed a lot in our household. But I encourage you, if you're feeling depressed or having self-destructive thoughts, to please reach out to someone. There are so many resources out there, hotlines, websites, um, therapy, and just please make sure to take care of yourself and talk to someone you trust. Number seven, I feel like I'm speeding through these because I really do tend to rant, but I don't want this to be a rant. And, um, I do have notes in front of me, but I've been kind of trying to improv a little bit. So yeah, I feel like I'm still rambling. Number seven is let go of toxic people who don't build you up and surround yourself with people who will. People who don't make you feel good about yourself are not worth your time, your energy, or your presence. This is your sign. If you're in a toxic relationship of any kind, get out of it. Like, many of these lessons so far, though, it's so much easier said than done. But I promise you, getting out of a negative relationship is the first step to bettering yourself. I feel like I'm rambling so much still, but here's the short version of the story behind this lesson. I used to have a friend, let's just call her A, and we were super close when we were younger. Our families were really close, our siblings were really close. Honestly, she was one of my best childhood friends um she's still a wonderful person and i don't think it was necessarily her that was toxic but our relationship definitely was for me i still admire her so much but i'm 
glad we aren't as close anymore because as we both grew up, I could feel that every time I was around her, my self-confidence was crushed and it would just dwindle away. When quarantine hit, I tried really hard to rekindle our friendship and reach out because I knew she was in a negative headspace and she was struggling with her own problems and i just wanted to make sure she was okay but again and again i asked to facetime or go on a walk socially distance but i would she would always ignore me and honestly it hurt me a lot it felt like she was throwing away our friendship and honestly ignoring me on purpose even though i'm sure she wasn't i put in so much effort to try and save our friendship but i wasn't receiving anything back and it made me so frustrated i actually focused so much on trying to save our friendship that i was forgetting about my good friends who actually build me up and i lost sight of how lucky i was to have other friends who support me and continue to check in on me there's sometimes a fine line between trying to help someone and letting them take advantage of you and relationships require effort from two people so because i was putting in so much work but i didn't feel like it was being reciprocated i felt very lost and i just didn't feel like myself so getting out of that relationship was probably one of the best things that i could have done for myself and i've grown so much since then i'm so thankful for my friends who appreciate me and love me for who i am and are patient with me and i really do have the best friends like i've i've said this so many times this episode but i really am so thankful for my friends lesson number eight people can change and second chances do exist so this kind of goes back to what I was saying in lesson seven. I have forgiven A since then and I do believe that she can change and she can get better and that our friendship can go back to the way it once was. Although I'm not going to just suddenly forget about the times that she treated me horribly or the fact that she would ignore me when I tried to reach out. Obviously, I have boundaries and there are some things that I will absolutely never tolerate, but I'm working on learning to forgive others and apologize when I need to. Like with A, if I feel like we're both in a good headspace and we can rebuild our friendship, yeah, I'll give you a second chance, but it'll still take a while for us to be in the same place we used to be because we've hurt each other. There's nothing that can make me sob quite as hard as a transformation story. Even throughout high school, for the most part, people have grown up so much, physically and mentally. I look back at pictures and videos of myself and my friends when we were younger and I can't even recognize myself. It's crazy. Growing up is crazy. Friend groups change, people change, change is natural and it is good. I'm so glad that my friend groups changed. Like I mentioned before with A, like it was toxic for me to stay in that relationship and getting out of that relationship actually allowed me to better myself and find better friends that truly value me for who I am. I'm so bad at speaking into a podcast like I feel like I'm stuttering so much, but I will probably edit a lot out in editing. (laughs) Number nine, there are no bad days, just bad moments, and don't let them define your day. I actually learned this from a very good friend of mine. Shout out to you, Emma. (laughs) Emma is so positive, uh, such an optimist, and I can always count on her to encourage me and provide me with spiritual guidance. She's a very wise girl. I asked her once, why are you always so happy? And she basically told me this. Um, there are no bad days, just bad moments, and it it just changed my perspective on a lot. So focus on the good. Wow, these lessons are so deep. I did not expect to get this deep with my first episode. Oops. But even saying them out loud, I'm like, I still need to improve a lot and grow myself. 10. Get up and move. I have never regretted working out. I mean, when you're sore, you're like, why did I choose to put myself in pain yesterday? But 
Every time I go for a run and push myself a little harder, I'm so proud of myself. Moving is so healthy for our brains and it allows us to relax and almost go into a different state of mind, I feel like. When I focus on my breathing during yoga or cardio, which cardio is literally my enemy, like I hate it so much, but I still do it because it's good for you and it's honestly kind of fun if you make it fun. But whenever I focus on breathing or whatever, I let go of all my stress from AP Chem and my other classes, which is a lot because I suck at chem, but also regular physical activity can improve your muscle strength and it can even help reduce feelings of anxiety overall, which can protect you from many chronic diseases. Moving your body allows for increased oxygen and blood flow to your brain so that you can recall and memorize things faster later, which is why a lot of athletes are also really smart. I recently started to lift weights and do a little more body weight exercises and i already feel so much stronger i highly recommend you follow some instagram accounts that are run by people who share your body type and who can motivate you um, a lot of tiktokers actually like post their reels on instagram and i find them super helpful and also i feel like you can just learn a lot from following influencers but make sure they are like trained also getting new gym clothes is so important because you you just need to feel cute when you're working out like it just makes you so much more motivated um along with that exercise can teach us so many lessons i actually recently watched a youtube video called why I run um it was actually to motivate me to go on a run but anyways the presenter explained how you can force yourself to run which goes on to prepare you to face problems head on in your life it's crazy how even a simple exercise can change one's way of thinking. 11. It's okay to take risks and it's not always as scary as it seems. Um, this is something I'm still really working on, just like all of these lessons, but I've realized that I can't let fear define my actions and honestly, I've been very scared to speak out a lot about a lot of political issues and a lot even like in class i'm scared to raise my hand because i'm afraid i'll get the answer wrong and it just goes back to how i'm conditioned to kind of be quiet and shy but i honestly especially from working in retail i feel like now i love talking to strangers i'm such a people person i'm very people oriented and honestly i'm not sure if i'm an extrovert or an um, introvert because all the tests say i'm an extrovert but i feel like because i'm so conditioned to be kind of like an introvert i actually am more of an introvert i'm not really sure because i really love talking to strangers and talking to new people but like people who i know but like don't really know that well i find it really hard to get to know and build connections so i find it almost easier to talk with strangers than to talk with people who are kind of close to me it's honestly really weird I'm kind of a weird person, still trying to figure out my emotions, but definitely taking risks is not as scary as it seems. I don't know, I'm not a very spontaneous person, as you probably heard in the trailer, but I really love being spontaneous. Like, my friends, I have friends who are more spontaneous, and I have more who are like me, less spontaneous, but really, it's kind of fun being pushed out of your comfort zone, and at the end of the day, you realize that hey, it's not that bad if I, <laughs> this is kind of a bad example, but if I'm late for a class, it's not the end of the world. And if I fail a test, it's not the end of the world. I took a risk and I'm proud of myself for taking that risk. And I hope that I can take more risks, especially after COVID ends and just be more independent of a person. Even living alone next year, going to college is a risk. And 
it's not as scary as it seems and I'm really excited for what's to come. So yeah. 12 is learn to dwell on the small things that bring you joy. If you've ever watched the Disney Pixar movie Soul, which if you haven't, please do. It's so good. Highly recommend. You know that we can easily take things for granted. Life is really what you make of it. Even just writing down three things that I'm grateful for before going to bed, which I've been trying to do more in 2021. It was actually one of my New Year's resolutions, but I'm kind of behind on because a lot of the times I get busy, but I need to prioritize it again. Anyways, even just writing down three things I'm grateful for or taking the time to look out the window to watch the sunset, go on a drive, um, treat myself to a little pastry or something, it really makes a big difference and it's kind of like a reset button. And yeah, it really does bring me joy, like the small things in life. I realized that, um, and I might make a whole episode on this, but I lost my phone for a while and One of the biggest things that I realized was that everyone is on their phones. We rely on our phones for so much and also our computers, but mostly our phones because they're so portable and now everything is on my smartphone. When I lost my phone, I didn't even know how to drive to places because I relied so much on my GPS, even though I drove to those places like pretty often, like relatively often, Um, but it just really made me realize how much we take for granted and even just the sun like some places don't get sun so i really want to take this year and life to appreciate the small things and the small joys in life wholesome (laughs) another thing that i really took for granted and this is going to sound so privileged and honestly it kind of is but i miss traveling so much Um, luckily for me, before the pandemic, I traveled a lot. I was able to travel with my family, with my friends, and we were able to visit all different places. This is just because it's actually something that my family really values. My parents save up a lot of money each year to go on a big trip in the summer. A lot of students don't have the money or time to travel or their parents are always working or they don't just don't have enough money to travel. And I really forgot, I guess, or I didn't see it as a privilege but it really is a privilege i live in a predominantly white town so i think a lot of people are very privileged and it's a pretty affluent town i would say so people are going out and traveling a lot but then when you go into cities and you see a lot of diverse groups of socioeconomic status you just realize how lucky you are and how much i take for granted every day so definitely want to continue writing down three things I'm grateful for every day because I think that helps put into perspective how much I do take for granted and especially before the pandemic there was so much that I took for granted going out with friends um was something it was a big thing and now that we're all stuck at home I really appreciate Zoom. this is a constant reminder to myself as well so I hope this doesn't feel like a lecture because I'm not trying to lecture you I'm trying to give advice to my younger self I guess yeah okay number 13 five more to go there's a difference between self-care and self-indulgence but both are okay in certain situations i think i mentioned this before but a lot of the times we confuse self-care with self-indulgence and they're not the same thing self-care is taking care of yourself making sure that you have nutritious food and get enough rest get exercise and take a shower brush your teeth that is what i consider to be self-care self-indulgence is when we indulge ourselves in things like sweets and we overeat and 
we think that we deserve it and we earned it and there's a time and place for self-indulgence like i think it's a good thing to just relax but when there are things that need to get done self-indulgence kind of needs to take a break and we need to focus on what we need to get done first and be productive and then after we'll feel like we can deserve we deserve something and then we can indulge ourselves as a little reward yes we deserve to care for ourselves yes we should care for ourselves but that does not mean indulging ourselves in behaviors that are not productive and overall lead to unhappiness i think but i also think that the delayed gratification actually makes the self-indulgence seem even more worth it and it seems better um than when we indulge ourselves indulge ourselves on a regular basis so yes i hope that makes sense because it makes sense in my head but sometimes i don't know how to put things into words <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying this has gone on for a long time and i think i just want to be done with this episode but i really like talking out loud so lesson 14 is that crying does not always show weakness in fact sometimes it shows strength and empathy and it is okay to cry it is healthy to cry okay this is getting kind of personal and i don't even want to admit this but last year it's so bad i probably didn't cry a single time but now i cry all the time it is so weird for some reason last year with quarantine i kind of isolated myself and with with isolating myself i isolated a lot of my feelings honestly a very scary thing to think about and almost sociopathic i was still feeling very hurt from that toxic friendship i talked about and very unmotivated to go to school because we literally had 20 minute zoom classes and i didn't know when we were going back to school so i really just didn't want to do my schoolwork. um and i guess i just decided i didn't want to feel sorry for myself or anyone else anymore so without knowing it subconsciously i blocked out all my emotions honestly it made me so miserable because i felt like i couldn't be happy but i also didn't want to be sad so i felt like there was seriously something wrong with me because i didn't feel anything like i i didn't feel bad for others it sounds so bad saying out loud and i'm really afraid to kind of admit it and i really don't know what my problem was the feeling of not being able to or unwilling to empathize with others is so scary because it put me in a position of selfishness and greed i only cared about how i felt and i didn't care about other people's including my friends and family struggles and honestly it was just a very scary time and i knew it was so bad but yeah i I guess i just blocked a lot of things out i'm not really sure what happened but it was really scary i mean i'm glad i my emotions have kind of come back i feel like once i realized how much i took for granted i feel like i was able to kind of grasp a hold of my emotions again and kind of not let them control me which is a big thing that i'm learning to do um yeah i feel like in the past i associated crying with being weak or not being strong enough to handle criticism but in fact that's so toxic that's such a toxic mindset and it's something that we need to destigmatize um i actually think crying for other people shows a lot of empathy and it's very humanizing i think even this past week i've cried for so many reasons i've cried for others because of college rejections from their dream schools even though i can't relate to that i feel their pain and i even though i don't understand what they're going through i know that must be hard and i can can't even imagine how hard that must be to get rejected from your dream school um even for my teacher who just got out of surgery and i saw him getting into his car the other day and i was just overwhelmed with like emotions i he's one of my favorite teachers and he absolutely did not deserve to go through this it was totally unexpected um his surgery and 
yeah, it was just a lot of emotions, and I feel like there's a lot of pain and hurt in this world, a lot of things that I can't control, but just realizing that and realizing that we have a lot in common because we're all struggling with things has changed, shifted my perspective a lot. Um, I've also cried because I miss my grandparents um, or because I did poorly on a chem test, which I should be used to that by now. But yeah, a lot of thoughts. And I, I wouldn't say that they've made me sad. Obviously, it does bring me down a little bit to think about all the hurt and pain that people feel. But it's actually brought me more joy because it makes me more thankful for the things that I do have. Um, and yeah, 15, we're almost there. <laughs> it's best not to walk away from your problems, but instead face them with confidence and teamwork if you can. I played volleyball in high school and I loved my teams. All the teams that I've been on, I feel like we were sisters actually. And I'm still in contact with a lot of them, even though we don't play anymore. But it's just so valuable knowing that you have a team behind you and supporting you. Sometimes you need people to believe in you so that you can believe in yourself. And yeah, I feel like my friends have encouraged me tremendously and believed in me even when I didn't. And and even some of them were like, yes, please make this podcast. Number 16, pain is temporary and you are stronger than you think. Just because you fail also does not mean you are a failure, which is something that I have had to learn multiple times over and over again. Um, because once you fail a test, you just feel like your studying didn't pay off or everything that you've worked for is gone or like you have no future, which is totally dumb. That's like dumb. Like, why would you think that? It's one test, it's one grade, and that counts for a fraction of your future. And your future is not determined by your grades. It's or your success it's determined by what how much effort you put in how much work you put in you are not a failure you are never going to be a failure number 17 second to last no one knows what they're doing we're all just trying to live our lives and be the best possible versions of ourselves um like i said a lot of these lessons like tie into each other and so i feel like now they're a lot more self-explanatory don't be afraid to reach out to others or share your struggles because um i've found that if i share my struggles first other people will start to open up to me because they can relate and i think a lot of us even though our situations may be different we can relate to some extent of what the other person is feeling and humans are so cool that they can empathize with each other and that's so beautiful and a really a gift so for the last but certainly not least point i want to mention number 18 which is be patient with yourself good things take time if you think of yourself as a plant and you want to blossom to your full potential that's going to take days weeks months even years and for a human life like the average human lives like what 80 something years that's so much time to improve yourself and constantly be growing and the world is changing too so we have to grow at the same pace that the world is changing that's so quick and sometimes it's easy to push ourselves and rush with ourselves but that can lead to a lot of burnout and misery so i think we all need to be very patient with ourselves be patient with each other everyone is trying their best good things will come karma exists guys to some extent <laughs> um so yeah i hope you learned something from this podcast if not a lot of things but honestly it was just nice for me to open up 
a little about my personal struggles and a little bit of my stories. I know this episode was a lot deeper than I expected it to be. I had this list in front of me and I just kind of ran with it and told you a bunch of personal stories which might freak a lot of you guys out because you guys don't know me that well but I promise the next few episodes will be like lighthearted and honestly just a recap of my week probably. Um, I also really need to work on my public speaking because I've stuttered so many times so I will definitely try to practice that a little more before my next podcast so I don't just wing it like my next episode I guess um but like I said I need to be patient with myself because good things take time and I will improve over time okay I'm really sorry if this podcast episode is super long and it's probably going to be the longest one out of my podcast because I feel like this was a lot to talk about and very deep stuff very heavy stuff um But I also wanted to just quickly mention that I had a lot of conflicting feelings when I turned 18. So I wanted to mention a little bit about that. Yeah, most of my podcast episodes will probably be around 20 to 30 minutes. So that's what you can expect from me. Some might be shorter, some might be longer. I'm still learning how to speak into a microphone and I'm using my phone microphone right now, which I actually do have a normal microphone that my sister bought for singing which I should probably use, but whatever, I guess. (laughs) This will do for now. I hope the audio quality isn't like hurting your ears or anything, but yeah, I'll quickly just share a little bit of my experience turning 18 and kind of what I thought through the process. Um, So I turned 18 in quarantine, kind of sad, but definitely a birthday to remember. My family made it very special for me. We went to a state park and just had a really fun time over there. And then when I came home, my sister had baked me a cake and it was my favorite recipe, which is um, blueberry muffins, but she turned it into a cake and it was so healthy, so good. Um, And then she made this like chickpea whipped cream, honestly, kind of weird, kind of gross, but it was pretty good with the blueberry uh, muffin cake thing that we had my mom also made bread my mom also baked bread as she does like every week (laughs) but it was pretty special and then afterwards I knew they were preparing something for me um but I didn't exactly know what it was they actually kind of threw me off they I thought it was gonna be like a photo book because they were talking about using shutterfly and whatever but it was actually a movie that they made with a bunch of pictures of me when I was younger and throughout the years so when I was a baby up until when I was 18 and I I bawled guys like I sobbed so hard because it was so sweet and the music that they chose was like my favorite songs and just a lot of memories these were pictures that I had not seen before and my family had been saving them especially for my 18th birthday um which was really special so I was very thankful for that and yeah, honestly, I ended the day feeling so thankful for all my friends. Um, a few of my friends actually came by and dropped off gifts. I don't know. It was really cool to see all these love languages coming together because some of them were quality times, so I FaceTimed a few people. And then some others, just words of encouragement, words of affirmation, which are also really special. Um, no physical touch this year because COVID, but... And even though I had a wonderful time celebrating my birthday... I just felt a little bit sad like even watching the birthday video that my family had made for me it kind of made me very nostalgic I feel like my childhood was so innocent and very happy very carefree because I was fully myself I didn't care about what other people thought of me um 
as I mentioned before, but as I grew older a lot, I started realizing there's a lot more hurt in this world. Um, I started hearing more about politics and just the grief that a lot of people carry with them because of trauma and traumatic events. Um, and it's all really, really sad, but I feel like I'm lucky to have grown up and that's not something that everyone gets to experience, which is very, very sad, but I, I'm not, I don't know. It was just that day where I felt like this is the last day I'm going to be a child. Like after this, that part of my life is gone. I can never be a child again. And right now I still feel like a child. I still feel like I'm still my teen. So I'm not like fully an adult, I guess, but I am a legal adult now. I am 18 and it just feels weird. And I talked to my friend also who turned 18 before me and she ha- said she had the same feelings like she felt like her childhood was so happy but now she had to go and adult which I feel like is so untrue we can still find the silly and the serious as I said before um but yeah I was just really conflicted so I'm wondering if anyone else has those same kind of thoughts and especially as I don't know as a legal adult right now I can vote and I have a lot of this opportunities that I didn't have last year um but I still feel like the same old me and I'm still the same old me I still have the same dumb sense of humor I'm just a little older and a little wiser hopefully (laughs) but yeah I guess that was just the conflicting feelings that I wanted to talk about it was a little bit of an identity crisis but I'm glad that's kind of over with I've just kind of accepted that yes I'm older and that is a good thing because I can do more things. I'm more independent and and I'm constantly learning, constantly improving. I'm nowhere near perfect, as I said um, in the very beginning of this episode. And I'm just thankful for everyone who has stuck with me through this journey, through this episode. See you next time. Signing off, Emily.